Hello and welcome to another episode of the Architects are from Mars and Builders are from Venus podcast, brought to you by Ruby Sketch. Let's get started. Okay, thanks for joining us for episode four. My name is Drew Povey and I'm your host. Now, the reason we're doing these podcasts is because we are passionate about the design and construction industry. Many companies say they are, but we actually mean it. And we believe that if everyone in the industry better understands each other, we'll communicate better, leading to stronger relationships, more sustainable design and construction, and more profitable businesses. So in this series, we'll be talking to architects, designers, builders, estimators, and product manufacturers. We want to discuss the issues that are costing each profession time and money, as well as taking a look at what we could be doing to create more successful businesses. Before we start, we'd like to give special thanks to our platinum sponsor, Brickworks Building Products. Brickworks are one of Australia's largest building product companies with a product range that includes bricks, pavers, stone, masonry blocks, precast concrete panels, and the list goes on. They lead through style and innovation, creating beautiful products that last forever. In this episode, we're going to be speaking with Drew Pasek. Drew is an award-winning and licensed architect in the states of California and Colorado, and he is the managing director of Synergy Design Development. He believes that each project should be approached with thoughtful evaluation and precise execution. Drew creates the designs, generates the drawings, holds discussions with all engineers and contractors, and provides his clients with a complete vision and pathway to implementing their residential dreams. As a Plusbeck user, we're also going to find out how he's using it to find success. Hey, Drew, thanks for joining me. How are you doing today? Very well. Thank you, Drew. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm really well, and I'm very excited to be speaking with you today because I think our listeners are going to learn a lot from your workflow and how you communicate with your customers, your contractors, and everyone else associated with your projects. So let's just dive right in. Sure. I think our listeners would love to know a little bit more about you and your experience in the design and construction industry. And luckily, although we're both called Drew, I think uh, your accent is definitely very different to mine. So we'll be fine. Right. I'm the boring, plain accent. So uh, <laughs> hopefully, uh, and, and uh, I look forward to having you jump in too to try and spice up the, the language. Because um, I don't think I <laughs> use nearly the fun jargon that the Australians do. Um, so, yeah, the background for me is uh, I was uh, able to go off to uh, graduate school for architecture. And um, that was uh, late 90s. Um, I graduated 2000 and uh, was able to go from um, the Northeast to Washington, D.C. So I worked in uh, Washington DC for, um, three different architects before moving to California. While I was in DC, I was really fortunate in that I was able to explore uh, a lot of different areas of architecture, um, ranging from, uh, medical labs, facilities, uh, schools, um, to government work, uh, federal and local. And, um, some of the uh, great projects uh, included work um, for National Institutes of Health um, and other uh, branches where 
uh, I was really looking at, and mind you, this was uh, at the time when um, 9-11 occurred. So security-wise, the federal government started trying to figure out how do we totally shift positions from open campuses to closed. So it was a really um, interesting dynamic time um, to be uh, in the field that I was. Uh, but from there, I was able to branch off and do residential and uh, mixed-use multifamily and high-rise, mid-rise, and also um, high-end single-family. So uh, after the 14 years in D.C., I was able to uh, travel um, across the country, land in California, and I was able to start my own firm. And it was um, one of those moments of previously I had always been working in um, AutoCAD but had dabbled in other um, forms of uh, drafting, uh, computer drafting, uh, and that's due to working with different firms. And I'm sure all the listeners have the same experiences where um, they will probably be fluent in more than just one of the computer platforms for doing uh, drafting. And um, when when I was able to uh, start my own company uh, in California, that's when I was able to say, okay, let's reevaluate how the workflow occurs from start to finish and how to streamline things. Um, one of my biggest frustrations was having to do AutoCAD for um, the drafting purposes and then jump over to SketchUp and do the 3D work in SketchUp to essentially walk the client through in the early process of conceptual design schematic and then have all that signed off on and then jump back over to, to SketchUp. Um, so that was, uh, in my world, a big waste of time. Um, I thought that this is, this is a big inefficiency and it also can lend itself to errors um, because in AutoCAD, uh, I wasn't doing 3D AutoCAD. I was just doing standard drafting. So whatever you change in plan, then you have to go and change the other elevations, reflected ceiling, et cetera. So right. um, through that process, I knew I wanted to see what else was there to streamline. I had worked in Revit also a little bit and um, being a mainstream CAD guy, I found it really challenging to to transfer the language. And, and I'm sure just like you um, experienced in doing different platforms, it's really hard to change languages, um, even if, you know, uh, you're so used to operating in, in a certain way. So then um, trying to change gears, uh, I found that my uh, the amount of time that I had just to dedicate to switching from CAD to understanding the Revit platform, I just didn't have enough time because I was more of a manager. Um, and so, you know, when you're uh, leading a team of people, you don't have that much time to sit down and get into the the drafting bits and pieces. But it doesn't help when it's in a totally different platform. And I and I felt that at the time when I was investigating it, it was just too steep of a learning curve to try and ascertain how to best manipulate it and use it. So that you know, fast forward, um, 
because I was aware of uh, how well SketchUp was as a communication tool and how I was using it early in the process and the workflow, I thought there has to be a better way to try and use um, the information that you put into the SketchUp model so that you can uh, take all that time and energy and actually put it towards construction drawings. And um, after doing some more investigation, I, I found um, a process which would work by using SketchUp Pro. And that enabled me to um, really streamline my work process uh, and give, my, give myself that type of efficiency, which helps my profit margins increase. So that's sort of the, the quick jump to where I am now. Um, but the, the best part about when I started getting into SketchUp and understanding the pro version and the layout and how to use that, then that brought me back to that point of saying, how can SketchUp actually become more powerful to me? And my wife is a kitchen designer. So I was looking on the, uh, into the rubies for SketchUp to try and figure out, are there cabinets that are prefab, that are intelligence, uh, dynamic, that we can uh, quickly change cabinet size. And uh, I can generate some 3D imagery for her clients if they need that. And then that led me to uh, finding PlusSpec uh, among some others. And then I was able to do more investigation and, and I was... Uh, pleasantly surprised with all of the abilities that PlusSpec had, but um, just signing on to it for the first time and trying to get into it, I found it was um, also very challenging just because, like before, you're learning a new language. And so I needed to decide relatively soon, since I was the owner and operator of my firm and I had clients, I needed to figure out really quickly, is this going to be worth the path of traveling down to, to see if it is going to pay off in the end. And so I gave myself roughly about uh, three months uh, to fully investigate it. And then by the time I got to the end, I thought, man, this is so slick. I wish I knew about it before. And it just gave me the opportunity to really streamline um, the BIM information and uh, that I wasn't doing before in SketchUp, but I had basically the same powers of what I saw in Revit, uh, but it was just so much easier for me to get into and manipulate. Um, so that was sort of where I, I came from and how I, how I got into doing what I'm doing now with Flusspec. You know, that's really interesting to hear. And that's why I wanted to talk with you today because Obviously, you've got a diverse background with your architectural experience, but also the different 2D and 3D software packages that you've used in the past. But what resonates with me the most when I talk with you is how you have identified that communication is key. And I want to ask you how you are using your prospect for SketchUp models. I assume that you are really immersing your customers or clients in the 3D model and, and really selling your designs that way. But then when you are dealing with your structural engineer or your other consultants and the builder or the contractor, that you're stripping the model back and really diving into the detail. 
So how are you using the model? Yeah, it's, I've found it to be a, um, a very expansive educational pathway, if you will. Like I started off um, with incorporating PlusSpec and not really understanding all of its functions and powers and features. And when I got to the point of being able to proficiently use it and to be able to quickly build uh, and construct uh, additions and new standalone buildings by by using it, I then all of a sudden thought, okay, since I'm creating this, let's go to the next step. How am I able to better inform the clients by using this? How can I better inform the other tradespeople, the engineers, and the contractors? And it, um, it led me to a really great um, discussion, which I, I mentioned to you in the past, which is sitting in a, um, the bar with a contractor buddy of mine and telling him about uh, what I'm doing and how I'm doing um, my, my drawings and using the 3D environment and uh, telling him that, you know, I have the ability to not only give you square footage of uh board on the project, but I can also give you a total quantity for two by fours and subfloor and et cetera, you know, even concrete foundation. And he was just sort of jaw, his jaw dropped and he's like, you know, this is amazing. I, I don't have any architect who's even close to being able to do this because they're usually so, you know, and, it, and unfortunately it's the stereotypes of, you know, sort of this designer flaky mentality, but I'm a much more uh, linear, pragmatic architect that has um, the design side as well. So I I just really appreciate the ability of PlusSpec and SketchUp giving me the ability to still be a designer, but it backs up all of that design with content, which enables the communication. So to yeah. take a step back and to to walk you through what my projects are usually like, I'll get a uh, call from a client, usually it's a referral. Um, I'll go over to the house, talk to them about what they want to accomplish, talk to them about budget. And um, if they are looking for more of a turnkey uh, type of process, then I'll even bring along interior designer if it's warranted and a contractor and essentially have that team there so that they can start feeling good about our synthesis and our synergy uh, and to um, talk to them about what are, what are their goals in terms of um, the phasing, if there is any, um, the budget uh, restrictions and um, total time schedule. So in that process of being able to walk through them with it, and getting a really tight scope of work that enables me to essentially get to the next phase really quickly. So after I, I get the existing conditions taken care of, then by going through now what to me is standard, which before um, was blowing my mind, <laughs> which you sort of take things for granted now, but by getting into um, using plus spec and generating a lot of information early on that gives me the ability to do the Excel spreadsheet 
and hand that over to the contractor and say, okay, this is the concept and here are the materials associated with it. And then the contractor is able to pick it up and say, great, you've just, you know, taken off tens of hours of my time and my sub's time trying to go through the weeds to get some type of a ballpark pricing, which, and a lot of times to be fair, um, contractors aren't going to be taking a heck of a lot of time in the very early phases because they don't want to, you know, dedicate a lot of time to honing their numbers when they don't even, they, they don't even know if they're going to have the project. So, um, to try and get those ballpark costs are just so much easier for them, um, to be able to hand over the, the spreadsheet at that early design phase. And then by, um, having that type of, uh, communication with, the contractor, then I'm able to circle back to the client early on with the contractor and say, okay, here's roughly where we are with budget and, um, you know, general labor costs, et cetera, at this time turn out to be X. If that's in line with where they're going, then we know out of the starting block that we're headed in the right direction. Um, I think that a lot of times previous to having such powerful um, computer capabilities, we would just be going off of the general square footage cost of the area. And we would always be throwing out the X factors of, well, what level of fit and finish are you talking about? And in our area, it's ranging from the very, very low end of $250 a square foot up to, you know, $800 a square foot. So this gives us the chance of saying, okay, we actually have a really um, good sense of surety that we are moving in the right direction. We're going to be able to capture a majority of what you want, uh, if not all of it. And then uh, we're moving in the right direction and being as efficient in our use of time as possible. So I'm, I'm finding the level of communication is wonderful early on uh, with the contractors that I'm able to bring in. And then the benefit of being able to communicate the vision with the, the client. And I literally sit down in their uh, family rooms and I plug my laptop into their big screen TVs and I walk them through the, uh, that early design uh, to, to show them that this is what your space could potentially be. And because of the easiness of spec and doing wall modifications and the push pull and, you know, all those really great little tools, it's really quick and easy to be able to manipulate the model to revise it in uh, a general form so that I can efficiently and quickly show them what the changes mean. And then that gives me the ability to go to the next level and talk about how that could impact things such as roof. Um, so that's, it's wonderful from that standpoint early on. And then the next piece of it, which is you get to the design development phase and then you start really refining things and putting more definition to it. Uh, from my standpoint, it's wonderful to be able to work with other uh, designers and reps uh, to be able to not only convey the information in terms of window schedules. For example, I'm working on a project right now that has 
a lot of windows uh, around the perimeter. And I just had a, a rep uh, contact me, and I know that the client wants to use uh, this manufacturer's window type. So it was super easy for me to um, show the plan and then catch perspectives. And now with the latest update to plus spec, with the window tags being placed right on the windows, it was super easy for the the window rep to look at these perspectives and actually see the callouts on those windows and then go to the schedule that I generated. And then, you know, their time is reduced in terms of not hunting around trying to figure out what's what. And in terms of my time, I don't have to do an entire plan just for a window uh, rep to, you know, communicate things uh, in a very logical way. But this really takes over all of that for me. So um, it's just been super helpful to be able to not have to go to a lot of effort to facilitate a really high level of communication. And then I found out um, as a result of sending that over, the window rep was able to send me back a quote actually the next day. And um, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, that's pretty amazing, especially because we're in such a boom right now that um, I I was expecting it to be at least a week uh, because everybody's so busy here. So um, I think that that level of communication is also just rewarded. Um, And to go the step, the next step of uh, starting the construction document phase, um, taking the drawings uh, and sending them over uh, to the structural engineer along with the, the model. And mind you, they don't use SketchUp for doing their drawings. They still are on CAD but they use SketchUp Make to open the model. And then they're actually able to see on the structure tab um, all of you know the, the framing of the house, the foundation and the roof and essentially get inside my head. So it, it was a really wonderful experience to uh, get the response from the structural engineer uh, who I hadn't worked with prior. And so after sending him the model and the drawings that had so much more information than they are used to receiving, the response was, man, we're going to love working with you if this is the way you work all the time, um, because you're just making life so much easier for us. So um, I I think that that type of and level of communication really adds the safety net. Um, I think I mentioned to you in the past that um, one of those life lessons you, well, that I learned uh, being an intern uh, architect is you got to own it. You got to know what it is you're drawing and you have to understand it. And, you know, I've done, I started out my career before an architect. I wanted to make sure that I knew how to frame. So I did framing for a summer and then I did landscaping for a summer and demolition for another summer. And it was really great infield experience. And I was able to gather a lot of information there. Um, And so I felt like I was one step ahead of my peers when I was out in the real world and starting the process of doing construction drawings and knowing how to assemble things. But there were still things which I hadn't done out in the field, hadn't experienced it. And I needed to go to, you know, the, my team leader and say, uh, what does this detail look like? 
And um, fast forward to what I'm experiencing now when I am using uh, PlusSpec, the graphic level of detail is so great that I wish I had access to PlusSpec when I was just starting out um, fresh out of school. Because to me, the level of education that it can provide unto itself just for the technical side is really great. Um, it gives you a lot of the basic language of how things um, should be assembled. And then from that point, you get to take that you know step beyond where if you want to enhance the detail, you know now how the standard detail is done. And then how do you want to change it? If there's a flashing detail, which is going to be unique or a membrane has to wrap around some type of a joint. Uh, it gives you the, the ability to really get into it and own it. And that's another um, item which I just so value in uh, using PlusPack and determining that this is really the a way to get into it, to understand it. And then when you have the level of communication with the contractor, it's you're really bringing uh, intelligence to the conversation and you're hopefully side-steering the whole stereotype of just another designer architect who really doesn't know how to build anything. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm just finding that the communication is great, not only amongst the, the peers and the reps um, and the contractor and the client, but it's also a level of communication that's actually within uh, it's embedded in the program, and it's that communication with me as the user operator. And um, it it's um, sort of like, to, you know, to a certain degree, it's like training wheels. And it, it, the training wheels are always there. <laughs> and then you can say, okay, yeah, I, I see this, and this is how I want to do it. And then you get to go that step further. And and, and so being an uh, individual owner-operator, of a company, then I get to look at this and say, okay, there's a safety net beneath me to a certain degree of being able to have actual physical dimensions of materials that I'm using and know that it's creating this sandwich, which is called a wall. And then we get to dissect it and get into it and know that dimensionally it's exactly as it should be. So that when I, go over to my layout and um, start doing sections, 3D sections, then all of a sudden I have all the assurity in the world that what I'm building out is actually dimensionally, you know, on the money. So uh, communication across the board is just fantastic. Well, I love hearing that. And I've seen some of the 3D details that you're producing, obviously with Pospec, but in conjunction with SketchUp, and again, for me, everything that you talk about always goes back to communication. And I think a lot of our users, and me in particular, I 100% agree with you. I think for a lot of architects and designers, uh, we hear that ultimately they think that what they're getting paid for is 2D drawings. But I actually don't believe this to be true. And I think it goes into what you're saying is, as an architect or a designer, you are getting paid to design and the 2D drawings mm -hmm. are just part of that package to communicate your design or your ideas. So, and a lot of people, a lot of builders or contractors or trades and your customers and 
your window manufacturers, all of these people, when they see a 2D plan, they are required to decipher it. So what you're right. doing is you're immediately saying, I'm giving you way more than that. I'm going to visualize it in a way that is essentially the way you see it in the real world, in a 3D mm-hmm. format, in a perspective format. So you're not sitting there and scratching your head and saying, now I've got to interpret it. And, and I think that's one of the reasons why your window manufacturer turned it around in a day because they're like, I understand right. this. I don't even have to think. Here it is. Exactly. Yeah. And even the, the recess of a window profile um, in dealing with stucco, uh, you have the ability to have different types of flanges. And how much do you want that frame to project or do you want it to recede? And with that information already built into the menu, I was super excited when I saw the 2018 iteration because there was just so much content that's there that eliminates the gray areas. So it really gives me more power as the designer to concentrate on visually what do I want and know that you know the numbers are there to represent what dimensionally things should be. And by passing that information out to others, then it's so much more um, user-friendly for them to get into it, to understand it, essentially get inside my head and know what I'm trying to do, and then to offer you know, their information and, and ways to assist me get to that design. Yeah. And look, a lot of architects and designers, they do also struggle with even just getting the client in the first place and being able to figure out if this customer is, is someone who's going to waste their time or that they can carry through the process. And is there a particular marketing strategy or way that you go about identifying the customers that you want to work with? Yeah, no, that's a really good question. And I'm finding that um, there, there are really generally two types of clients that I've been running into um, there's the type that is really just focused on budget only. And when I start showing them my construction documents and how I use the 3D models for creating those construction documents and being able to inform them and empower them, since they typically don't want to pay an architect to do construction administration, it gives them the ability to be more of the administrator during that construction period. Um I, I find that if they are more so fixated on um, that budget piece, they'll look at the 3D part of it and say, well, this seems to be more than what I really need. And they get sort of overwhelmed by that technological aspect of it. And then I get to say, well, yes, I know there's a lot of information here, but it's actually information which can be generated in the same amount of time Um as the 2D work, um, and if not faster, because when you create that 3D model, all of a sudden, you know, there are five or six more drawings there that you have versus um, the, the single 2D plans. So I try and walk them through them through that process and educate them in a way that they're not seeing the 3D uh, work as more expensive uh, and it's really a time factor because like, you know, any professional, your time has value to it. And in the architectural world, obviously, any given person can either be operating at the $200 an 
an hour fee if they're an owner, but that same owner can also be operating, you know, at a hundred and twenty dollar fee when they have to do um, their drafting piece of it. So, from the standpoint of being able to walk that client through and assure them on the virtues of it, they, they'll see it and better understand it. The flip side, the second that I'm finding is um, in my area, there's a much uh, larger population that's booming with the young tech industry. And they sort of uh, have this viewpoint of, well, yeah, of course you're using 3D. And of course you're using a scanner to scan my house and convert that into a 3D model. Um, So there's this interesting break between the two uh, types of clients and the sales pitch is a little bit different um, for each of them, but all in all um, the clients are usually, I think much more uh, prone to wanting to use me over the old school architect competitor um, just because that competitor isn't going to be able to show them anything but a 2d plan and 2d elevation. And they just can't understand it as readily. So that would be a, a circuitous answer, but I, I think that I'm always in a stronger position in terms of sales. Uh, it just comes back to the sales pitch needs to be a little bit different depending upon that type of uh, client. But uh, I would say 100% of the time when I take them on the walkthrough of um, their uh, potential uh, house, they're just blown away by it. And time is money, and I, I love hearing about your workflow because I think that ultimately that's what you're doing is you're trying to make sure that the work that you that you do is always going to have a greater impact. And I think a lot of people mm-hmm. can learn from the way that you'll go about it, in, in, as well as even going back to what you said earlier and getting the contractor involved very early in the process so that you can be on, you know, just making sure that you're going to be on budget right from the very beginning. And I think that also clients are choosing more and more, uh, exactly like how you said, to omit or not uh, employ an architect or a designer throughout various stages. So Mm -hmm. to stop you from having to get additional work where you're going to have to try and answer questions probably for free, what you're doing Mm -hmm. is you're setting it up that hopefully those questions aren't going to be asked at all because you're communicating at at a different level. Exactly. Yep. And I've, I've found that, um, working with, uh, a framer, uh, that I had worked with in the past and he's done two projects locally with me. And, uh, the first time I used him, he was, uh, as I said, old school framer. So he was sort of, um, uh, beside himself with the 3d stuff. But I remember getting a phone call from him one morning when uh, he was close to being done with a, a, the framing of the main part and he was doing a porch. And he said, oh, Drew, we got a problem here because you have drawings that don't match your, your plan and your elevation. <laughs> and I said, you know what? Sorry to tell you this, but that's impossible. <laughs> so, so I'll come down. And I went down and I walked him through it and basically said, you know, and I brought my computer along and I showed him the model on the computer. I said, you know, everything that is in these drawings is coming from one model. So it's impossible for anything to be off in one location and, you know, not be matching in in another because it's all there. So 
finally, when he under he understood that, then I think that I got past that first layer of you know the um, young architect who doesn't know left from right. So that gave me the ability to say, no, I really do know what I'm doing, and my model is sound, and you're not going to find any issues in my drawings that you know aren't corresponding. So that. I thought that was a, a humorous and enjoyable. And now he says, well, when are we going to do our next project? So, you know, he's, even though he's an old school guy, he's coming back and saying, I want to do more projects with you. So, and I think that that's the, the same message that I keep hearing from, you know, if it's the structural engineer or the contractor, um, I have clients who have enjoyed this process so much that, um, one just said, I don't want my project to be over because, you know, I, I'm afraid I'm not going to see you anymore. And it was really a wonderful thing to, to think, wow, somebody That's is awesome. actually enjoying this process so much because usually it's, uh, it can be a very challenging, painful process. But, you know, by, again, I think it's the level of communication. Um, you, you have to be, you know, intelligent, and, uh, capable to have those, uh, conversations with the client, but having the plus spec and SketchUp tool um, in that tool belt and say, okay, here's what I do and how I do it, it really eliminates, I think, a lot of the gray space for everybody. And, you know, that speeds up efficiency and time. And then I'm able to get back to what am I actually profiting on this project? Yeah, well, I've really enjoyed speaking with you today. I 100% agree with everything that you've said. So, unfortunately, it is time to wrap up. Thank you very much for coming along and uh, having this chat today. Yeah, I totally enjoyed it. Thank you, Drew. Well, unfortunately, that's the end of another episode of the Architects Are From Mars, Builders Are From Venus podcast. If you would like to take part, don't hesitate to reach out. But before we go, I would also like to thank our gold sponsors. Builders Profits provides coaching and training to the building industry no matter where you live in the world. Dinsel is a lightweight, stay-in-place formwork system which, when filled with concrete, produces a load-bearing, fire-resistant structural element. And Stramit is a leading Australian manufacturer of raw-formed steel building products. See you next time.